The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of No Ceilings Podcast with your host. Now, nah, fuck that with your low glasses, Malone. That's the same thing I tell y'all all the time anyway. Y'all give offense too much credit. So whoever's scoring the points, y'all be like, oh, he the best player on the team. It's like being in kindergarten at times talking hoops with people, dog. Oh, whoever scored the most points, Tatum. Tatum is 6'9", inefficient, shoot 45%. Dog. You cannot be that tall and shoot 45%. What are you doing? He is what not the doing? best player on the Celtics team. Is he a good combination of a, a good offensive player and a good combination of a defensive player? Sure. The best player on the team is Marcus Smart. The team is built around Marcus Smart identity. Sir, that's why they was sir, going to the sir, Western Conference. What we're conference. not gonna do is start off this podcast Listen, no, no, lying no, no, no. to people, saying that facts. Marcus Smart is the best member of the Boston Celtics. They just Celtics. went to the Eastern. How do you skip finals. over Jalen Brown? Listen, because they went to the Eastern Conference Finals when Jalen Brown was a baby and Tatum wasn't on the team, and they had yeah. Isaiah Thomas. And then Isaiah Thomas can go play for somebody else. Shout out to my nigga, to my low, but niggas Isaiah Thomas, and they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. The team yeah. is built around defense. They have the number one defense in the NBA with the number one defensive player. What the hell? It's not rocket science. I really, I really can't stand you, brother man. You, Why you, is are, it you, you are lying to the public right now. By but also, he Smart also contributes offensively. But also, he also oh does God. contribute offensively. Like yeah, he had a conversation offensively. They're the number one defensive team in the NBA. The number one defensive team in the NBA with an average or above average offensive player. You want to tell me about his contributions? Fuck his contributions. <laughs> Y'all got to stop disrespecting defense. I don't know what happened in basketball to where ESPN has brainwashed y'all with highlights. Defense wins championships. You know what happened in basketball? Games two through five of the NBA finals. 
Yeah, but games two through five in the NBA Finals is all about defense. The first game is the only one about offense. Ask LeBron. I didn't think that was the case this year. It's always that. What happened was the Warriors made changes defensively, and the Celtics could not because the Warriors have a really great defense. It happened to be the it happened to be the number one and two defensive teams in the NBA, and you notice a difference between offenses with Tatum and Steph at that point. Yes, you did. You see what you see what a two three time MVP look like versus a nigga who y'all high on that six nine that shoot jump shots. He gee, he dunked one time in the whole finals. You're six nine, bro. What are you it, doing? It, it's it's so upsetting explaining basketball to people. They just so determined scoring the ball. It's like everybody's a kid. Three, two, one, Jordan, Kobe. Bro, the game is way more than scoring the goddamn ball. It is. And it's frustrating when you're looking at Marcus Smart, who literally has been taking his team to the playoffs through his world-renowned defense. He's probably this only – is he the – Second point guard to ever win defensive player of the year. Yeah, you know how yeah. good you got to be as a point guard to win defensive player. I think Sidney Moncrief was a shooting guard. Shooting guard. Shooting guard. I think Michael George is shooting guard. It's only two. been two niggas in yeah, the history baby. of hoops. This is one of the greatest defenders ever, and somehow we talking about Tatum. Tatum is not one of the best offensive players today. <laughs> this is true. But you now, have to be like the fourth offense. best offensive player on your team to do that as a point guard. Yes. For the most part. It's, 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 it's simple science, right? When the Celtics won in 2008, they were the number one defensive team. They weren't with, even a top with 10 the offense. With the Kevin Garnett won defensive player of the year. And you can talk about Paul Pierce. They won a championship. But somehow you niggas make it about the truth. How? <laughs> How? Why? Nah, oh, did you see all that? I was talking that was happening on Twitter when it was like Chauncey one foot. So you mean to tell me the team clearly built around the number defense. one defense in the NBA is the Detroit Pistons in 2004 with the guy who won his second or third defensive player of the year. And you niggas is talking about Chauncey Phillips who shot below 40% from the field. What are we doing? Yo, what are we doing, bro? What, why? Why are we doing this? It's frustrating, bro. It's like talking to little kids. And it's crazy because some of the niggas I talk to hoop. <laughs> niggas is hoopers. And I'm like, <laughs> bro, what the fuck? If you have the number one defense with the number one defensive player, it'd be obvious who the guy is. It's not, that's, that, that's crazy, Tom. Why? 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 Why is this an argument, Steve? No. No. Stop. You just got to stop. I feel you. You're a defensive crusader. you like the Christopher Columbus of defense. But no. Please, no. Stop it. I love Marcus Smart. He is cool, but he is a role player. A role player is not the best player on the team. Now, if you want to argue Jalen Brown, I'm cool. Both sides of the ball. Tatum plays a role. Get it. Get the fuck out of here. He Being literally the, doing the same uh, thing Isaiah Thomas was doing. He's he's not Isaiah Thomas. He's not five ninety six nine. Stop. Well, he's it. not Isaiah Thomas for sure because he ain't as good as Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah was Thomas actually shot better. Nah, he really no. Like, he are, yo, he really are did we are, like are we serious right now? Like you gonna let one bad series basically just he devalue has four of them? I don't give a fuck. You gonna let one bad playoff devalue the man whole fucking career? How about we what devaluing the fuck him? About? How good was he in the first place? You been talking shit about him since the finals, like the man didn't help take them to the fucking finals. He didn't take them there. He shot forty percent the I whole way. Hear that shit? Where the fuck was Kevin Durant at? Sitting his ass at home because he got his ass hooped up. By who? No. By Jason Tatum and the no, Boston he Celtics? No, yes, he, he did. No, yes, he, he did. did. No, he got yes, guarded he very well. I don't want to hear that. He got guarded very well by everybody. By who? Everyone, oh my God, everybody man. was guarding him. Everyone made a concern. Al Horford was guarding him. Al Horford was guarding him. That's when I was sad when I saw Al Horford guarding him. But yes, Al Horford was guarding him. Yes, everybody was guarding him. The, the entire Kevin Al Durant Al is the most overrated KDF. player of his generation. I'm not mad Definitely at that. Not. Definitely not. But Tom, listen. So, number one defense. I'm not mad at that, Pete, by the way. So, number one defense. <laughs> With the defensive player of the year, that's still not his team. No, it's not his team. It's a team defense. Like, he's not the team defense. He can't go out there and play one on five. 
It's a five-man defense. That Neither team, can an offensive player. has had a good defensive foundation since Brad Stevens took over their organization and built more around rebounding and perimeter defenders. I'm not going to sit up here and give Marcus Smart all of the credit because he had a good year. He had the same fucking Marcus Smart year you have every year. He just happened to win Defensive Player of the Year because Giannis, every, every time he do something that's more incredible, it's kind of less impressive because it's like, ah, whatever, we've seen it before. But I don't believe Marcus Smart deserved to be Defensive Player of the Year last year over Giannis. I just think people got voters fatigue because the man won back-to-back -back MVPs and Defensive Player of the Year. But I don't think Marcus Smart is the best defender in the NBA. That's cap to me. I would, take, I would take Herb Jones. Man to man over Marcus Smart in, play, in terms of defense, and that man a rookie. I'm dead. You have you have lost your mind. No, no, I, like have years, no I have not. No, I have not. No, I have not. No, I have not. Because Herb Jones can defend three to four positions. Marcus so can Smart Marcus can Smart. defend two. No, he fucking can't. Yes, he can. No, this he is can. this. No, he the name cannot. of this podcast. No, he cannot. That's the a name lie, of this bro. podcast is No Ceilings. DL <laughs> in the spot. My man Peter Peter Boss is in the spot. I got my partners from my partner TPJ, my partner Pavy from the Hoops and Brews podcast, and just all around standout guys. But they started a podcast called Hoops and Brews. If you listen to No Sinners, you heard it before. And it's obvious Tom has started drinking brews early. Brother, I have nothing but this McDonald's Sprite. Now we know Brew what they love to the, say about Brew that McDonald's, the Sprite. McDonald's Sprite. Dirty Sprite, no. baby. <laughs> yeah, bro. What are you talking about, dog? Like, no. listen, oh. you have to stop doing it. You you have to stop arguing. You have to stop believing your own personal eyes. It's not about my personal eyes. I didn't say Jason Tatum. I didn't say that Marcus. I said Marcus Smart's not the best player on the team. He's not. If you want to argue, listen, No, no, because let me finish before you misconstrue my point. If okay. you want to say Jason Tatum is not the best player on the team, okay. But it's not fucking Marcus Smart. Yes, there's, it is. The, there's another guy on the floor that plays very, very good defense and can give you 20 on any given night. He, he just don't even play all NBA's best defense. Ooh, Jalen Brown? No. You're you on a team with all NBA defender who you think getting the credit for. You sit up here giving Marcus Smart the credit for the whole team defense. Acting no, like Jalen Brown is not back there with Marcus Smart. I, I'm giving him credit because he is a standout individual defender. And, and I agree with that. But their team defense was number one. Their team defense. Because you, was, have, because you have good defenders on the team. With and you have anchor, one of the best defensive players in the NBA. That does history. not make that man the best player on the team? Come Why not? On. Come Why not? Because he's not? not. Okay, he's so at that point, so at that point, and it's so just at that facts. point, then can we say Joker is not the best player on the Nuggets? He is the best player on the Why? Nuggets. Why? Because he can score the ball. No, he scores. He facilitates. He's the number one rebound on the team. He shoot damn near the best on the team. He but shoot. he plays the worst defense. I don't. I don't care. I do you not know why? care. I do you, not care about his defense. You know why you don't care? Tom? I don't care about his defense. You, you want to know why? You don't care, Tom? Because if he's weak offense, if he's weak offensively. And he's strong defensively, like a Rudy Gobert. They're gonna be telling me, "Oh, the man can't do shit but set screens." If but he, I bet you, if he's an offensive dynamo and he's not great on defense, then it's oh, he's Terry's. He can't be the best player. He don't play defense. Like it's it, 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 like it's it's all of this. Like he's which the one best is it? Is it Uchi Wally? Is you're, it one Mike? You're you're doing it, Tom. You're doing it right no, I'm now. Not. I'm, I'm literally not. Just gave you I'm the not. perfect. I'm not. Listen, I just gave you the perfect example. Of an offensive talent who does not play good defense on the team. Is rebounding a part of defense? Rebounding is a possession part, but I mean, no, Marcus Smart no, rebounds No, too. that's not what I asked you. I asked you a very specific question. Is yes or no? Is rebounding a part of defense? It depends. Defense no, rebounding. No, yes. that's not. No, you did. You doing this? Defense you doing a pavy? Rebounding. You doing a pavy? You doing no, a pavy? It's a yes I'm or no I'm answering question. your question with specifics. No, Defensive yeah. rebounding is a part of defense. Okay, then. So, therefore, if the man is giving me seven to eight defensive rebounds a game, he is upholding his part of the, of the responsibility, as well as being an offensive dynamo. Don't sit up here and try to conflate so Marcus, Marcus Smart, Smart or any Nikola Jokic. So Not Marcus bad. Smart, so Marcus Marcus Smart, Smart doesn't average 16 points and 7 assists. It's not 16. It's, it's like 13 to 6, but still, exactly. he contributes offensively. And, and what is his job? Offensively. To, uh, to be the facilitate. And, okay, and so he should average, as the point guard, he should average 6 assists. If he's not, what, what are you, why are you the point guard? Jalen Brunson didn't average six assists, and he's a point guard. Jalen Brunson is not the point guard of the of the of the of the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic was. 
No, no he, he wasn't. wasn't. That's cap. That's cap. That is straight he's, up. He's the point look, guard in name only. He is the point guard in name only. The same way as we had the conversation earlier about the Lakers and LeBron. And I and you said LeBron not going not play point guard. He need them assists. But LeBron is not listed at facing. LeBron is not listed at point guard though. I, I'm but LeBron you, is play, a point guard. I, I'm Lakers. not same listed. Way I, I'm saying guard. right. So floor positioning is where you play on the floor. Minus all the shenanigans of what we did convinced ourselves of titles and oh you know what he's the facilitator. Blah 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 blah. No, let's just talk about simple floor positioning. So my question Mark to you is, is: Let me make my point. Marcus Smart plays the point guard floor positioning. LeBron James plays the point guard floor positioning. Luka Doncic does too. That's not important. The reality is, yes, a defensive player can be the best player on the team. He's not on the Boston Celtics. That's yes, what I'm is. saying. No, he's not. Literally, they're, they're no, only not. consistent success. No, he's not. The, the, only, only, the only team in the NBA that has the best player on the team and they're, and they're a defensive player is Rudy Gobert, period. There's and and no most people are going to tell you Donovan Mitchell people, was better. Yeah, yeah, people argue. Man, and they can go to hell in a handbasket. And that's how I feel about you. This <laughs> motherfucking respect. No. Marcus Smart. No listen, the Celtics have been good. The Celtics have been good since Marcus Smart has been suiting up. They were in the Eastern Conference Martin final with no Tatum. Smart and Horford Jalen Brown for at least the past. Smart is the consistent theme of their team identity. And Al Horford too. Yeah, I just said that. And they were still okay. And and he came back. And guess what? They was even better. And they was even better when he came back. Agreed. Okay, then. So how was it all on Marcus Smart then? It's not all. Michael Jordan is the best player on the Chicago Bulls. That don't mean Scottie Pippen is not Scottie Pippen. But no, by your argument, Scottie the best defender on the team. He facilitated scoring. Why he not even the best defender on the team? I don't. He wasn't the best defender. He's not the best defender on the team. Michael Jordan. It was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And then maybe Dennis Rodman. And. Well, actually, no. Dennis Rodman is a better defender than Michael Jordan, but yes, we're talking but, about before. So, Dennis so he was it. the best player on the Bulls then. It actually was a real conversation whether Man. you know it or not, or you don't give credit to offensive rebounds. I give credit to offensive rebounds because oh, I mean, that, that would make him just like a dynamic. Oh, no, I give credit that because no. if you talk about offensive rebounds, that would make him a dynamic offensive player. I do think he's I never argued that he game. wasn't a, di- a dynamic offensive player, but he's but so then, off- so then at that point, he's still not better than Michael Jordan. Jordan in 98. It's possible he could fucking be better than Michael fucking Jordan. Nah, I ain't saying all that. But I mean, he's a better look, defender. Look, I know you I'm, don't smoke nah, weed. I, I know this. That. Yeah. And, but it's Friday. It's your day off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying all that, but I do think Robin should have won final MVP in 1996. So does George Carl. Think. So does Gary Payton. So does Sean. I do think he should have won final MVP. I thoroughly but he broke an offensive rebounding record twice. And Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I mean, Michael Jordan shot 39. But you know what? The last shot, the last shot, little kids, three, two. Michael Jordan made the shot. He made the shot. He shot 30 times to average 30 points. He did shoot third time, left 30 points. That was his worst playoff series ever, actually. Gary Payne was on that boy like a cheap suit. How do you think of these things? I, I mean, really they're just the fact. How do you think of these things? They're just the fact. I actually care about facts. <laughs> I don't look past the scrolls on the wall. If it's right there, there's a bass guitar hanging up in the studio. I don't look past it and be like, that wall color is nice. There's still a bass guitar hanging on the studio. So who are you saying Michael Jordan is? The bass guitar or the wall? Well, I mean, Dennis Rodman was winning before Michael Jordan, so we ain't got to go in this conversation. Michael Jordan was winning before Dennis Rodman. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He won three titles three before t- Rodman got there. No, 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 no. He, he, I'm telling you, Dennis Rodman won titles before Michael Jordan won anything. When Michael Jordan was getting bounced around the East Coast by everybody and their mama, he was getting passed around like a $2 hooker every playoffs. You know what Dennis Rodman was doing, Peter? Winning fucking on a, on, on a team where he was uh, not on the an best older player. team where he wasn't. Yeah, exactly. He was. he was literally the number one defensive player on the number one defensive team. <laughs> that you for fucking some reason can't see it. Their offense was number thirteen, but you'll tell and me about it. And they and they didn't have a guy that was a starting shooting guard that's one of the best defensive shooting guards yeah, to ever ain't. exist. I mean, he's not yeah, quite Dennis Rodman. I, mean, I, 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 I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. They got defense on that team. Bill Lambert uh, couldn't play no defense. Sure he did. 
But he wasn't his rhyming. How you doing? I mean, listen, Steve Kerr can shoot the ball, but we're not saying he's better than Michael Jordan, and we're not we're not trying to dis discern Michael Jordan's contribution or this Steve Kerr's contribution to championships. But all of a sudden, when it's defense, you care about everybody else. But not when it's offense. Michael Jordan wasn't scoring hundred points. If you're talking about point guard defense, as far as the Celtics team goes, a point guard defensively is only as good as his help side defense behind him, period. That's everybody, I though. I totally disagree. That's not Thank everybody. You. Thank it you, everybody. Thank I you, totally disagree. Team defense. I, I think team defense, He's all, his team defense is only as good as the guys that was behind him. But I also, think as an individual defender, he's fan-fucking-tastic. But also your point guard being good defensively is it helps because first of all, if 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 you're not getting fences right, looking at the Jazz, the reason why people think Rudy gets exploited in the playoffs is because because fucking Donovan Mitchell don't well, fucking play no defense. You know what it is? It's like being a great corner in football with a really 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 good safety behind you when you can afford to press and cheat. Thank you. I mean. Pete. It's other people on the court with you at all times, nah, yes. No, nah, but Troy Palomalu I mean, I mean, and, and the guys Michael like Ed Reed aren't Jordan. able to be who they are if the team defense in front of them. But that's or, but that's as, the same or, thing with that's as, the same thing with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan couldn't have winning seasons before Scottie Pippen. He never had a winning season. Because Michael Steph Jordan played three years. Steph not scored thirty without Michael Jordan played three years before Scottie Pippen. How can you even say that? Whoop de do his rookie contract. Ooh. I mean, Magic Johnson won as a rookie. I, and with Kareem fucking Abdul-Jabbar. Actually, Kareem sat down, and he won still. I, I really, I, <laughs> I love you, dog. But how do you draw me in to have these conversations every time? I because don't know. Really because you're really being biased to offense, and it's disgusting. Shout out to my boy Nick, my man Nick Hamilton. Just how am I being biased to, to offense with Magic, your, with Magic, your favorite player? What, look, what defense did he play? Because you're biased. He actually no, I'm not biased. I'm literally. If I give you an and so did player, Allen Iverson. Was he a great defensive player? No, but he did contribute. Actually, he actually played the pass lane. Was a two-time steal Like my man did. Magic. He but did. Contribute Iverson's defense. another great like point. Magic they just the, told him do whatever you want to do. Again, the Kimbe Mutombo came and changed the culture of that team. And they became the best defense in the league. And guess who won defensive player of the year? And guess who never went to no more championships without? And guess who got smoked up by Shaq when he when they when they faced each other? Was putting that man through the goddamn he was putting that man through the wall and through the bass guitar in your studio. To be fair though, and to be fair, hold on. I think that series actually could have been better if the Sixers weren't as hurt. They were really hurt in that series. And and it, it might Iverson, have gone four and a half or five and, and a half. And, and if Allen Iverson was a little taller to play better defense. That too. Because he, because Kobe like, just out there whooping ass, and Allen Iverson couldn't do shit. Because Allen Iverson doesn't play great defense. He had good help behind him, so he could afford to gamble all day long. I'm not disagreeing, but don't ever compare that to Marcus. That's also, Smart. part of my problem with Marcus yeah. Smart, I'm right. not. But it, it's, it's, it's easier to play one dimensional perimeter defense. Yeah, exactly. It's easy and to be Smart. He gamble a lot. If I know that the passing lanes behind me are clogged, I can defend a guy up top a lot differently than if I don't. Totally, totally, totally agree. The things you can do when you have help is different. But that doesn't mean you're going to get Jordan, the steal, though. Michael Jordan could play. But it means like, I'm going to look really, really good bleeding Michael out every Jordan, point guard in front of me. could play like shit when Dennis Rodman was back there to get all the fucking rebounds. He could miss all the shots in the world in the finals, every one. He could go. He could shoot thirty shots and miss. I mean, I, I mean, to be fair, uh, uh, Dennis shot what three times a game. Somebody else got to shoot the goddamn ball. It can't be four people and, out there and, shooting the ball. And to be I blunt, mean, Dennis is in a cushy position because nobody was going to expect him to score more than three and a quarter points a game. So no one covered him. So he had an open lane to pick from to to be able to position himself into rebounds because he wasn't getting boxed out and manned up and three quarters covered on the block because no one was trying to enter a ball to him on the block. So we had a very cushy position to rebound from. Every and last and he's NBA. strong as hell. So when he crashed to the boards. Look, I don't, I don't need you to give me reasons why Dennis Rodman is, is a top 10 player. I know the reasons why Dennis Rodman are. Look, 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 look. What I would you like have started, you have started the first 20 minutes of this podcast off with some elite hot takes. These Number one, Marcus Smart, best player on the Celtics. Number two, Dennis Rodman, top 10 all time. None My of these brother. takes are hot. They They're are. Actually, they're actually just simple facts that are ignored by fans who glory, who glamorize offense. They're ignored. 
because it's all gee, it's an offensive driven league. When you have an offensive driven league, of course, fans are going to gravitate towards offense, especially but, when the um, media is showing But offense, also Nick, for the most part, we don't Nick glorify defense. Like he's a, he's a pundit. Oh, wait a minute. We don't glorify defense like we did back in the 80s and the 90s. It, the game has changed, and the, and the people have changed along with it. That's all I'm saying. So when you talk about market smart, no, you're not going to look at market smart because, first of all, he's ridiculously inconsistent at times when you need him to really step up. Number two, we're going to look at Jason Tatum because we see what Jason Tatum has emerged to from that time he dunked on LeBron in Game 7 and took the Celtics, who were not even featured to go to Game 7 at that time, to go to Game 7, and then he went back to the NBA Finals this year. So, of course, people are going to feature and look at somebody like a Jason Tatum more than they look at Marcus Smart for whatever the reason is. But it is an offensive-driven league, and that's why we glorify offense more than we glorify defense as a whole. Nick, a that, don't mean, that don't mean G, you're wrong. G, that you don't mean that the world is wrong. G. <laughs> if the world was wrong. I'm saying what I'm saying is both things can't be right. But also, you're talking about what's being highlighted and what, what fans are paying attention to. And I'm saying that's the reason why fans are paying attention to that because it's glorified. Totally now, understand. Again, Agree. Nick, if I had an air horn right now, I would be fucking letting that thing well. Tom, he just called you a casual fan. I'm not a casual fan. <laughs> Me quick, and quick, quick question. No, no, I don't want to hear that. Number one, I'm not a casual fan. Stuff. Don't do the TMZ stuff. That's not what I say. I'm just saying. Quick question. Literally right. said fans, not pundits. So why you invite me on here? You have fans on the No Ceilings podcast? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm one of them. It's my first day. I didn't know. I did not know. I am so shocked and surprised. I'm on here every week. I even brought y'all up over here to talk about your fandom of offense. That is not the purpose. G, I, I got a quick question. here for that. Quick question, I'm G. here to talk about the Lakers. Have y'all... G, real, real quick. G, you got... Uh, let me ask you something. It's, it's an honest question. What is the percent scoring ratio per possession in the league like including second chance points all the all of that offensive that's rebounds like like that's what i what i need to know and i would like to be able to compare that to like other eras very given rules changes and also points to per possession because three-point shootings at a different place than it was like 25 years ago i think that's an easy way to kind of distill down the broader value of defense if you're talking about great defense versus bad defense being three, four positions a game, or 20 positions a game worth 30 points or two points. I, tell I will say this, though, I, 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 real quick, I, I, I do know this. Possession in the 60s was actually more. The 60s had, like, the highest possessions. Like everybody was missing. Yeah, the 60s, so the 60s actually had the highest <laughs> possessions ever. And, like, I think the pace was actually faster. Actually, in the, And uh, I think we're having a lot of possessions now because everybody's missing. Missing. Everybody's missing, yeah. Because you're shooting further out. The ball bouncing way back. Actually, offense is probably at one of its lowest. It's uh, now I don't have facts on this, but if I would use my brain and and superior knowledge of hoops, you know the things that I've learned about hoops, I would not consider this one of the better offensive areas. Fair, I think that, like, if you were to factor in a three versus a two at one point five, and the amount ratio of threes being made relative to twos now. Sure, it's, it's probably prob- it probably outpaces like an aggregate decrease in um, overall field goal percentage. Sure, and that and that's a big point. I, I think I think you can score more points now, but I think it's going to be a lot more inefficient now. And who's yeah. still a game of efficiency? I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married yeah. at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous <laughs> of your generation yeah. that didn't have to deal yeah. with Instagram and that. Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite and together, you know how we do, we create magic. We create magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiments and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I didn't call y'all here just to fucking time that got me off balance talking all this bullshit about not giving Marcus Smartest credit, not giving defenses credit, which is what they always fucking do. Fucking, yeah, I don't get why, but I brought y'all here to talk about the Lakers. It was on my mind earlier, and Pav, you was telling me what they announced the starting lineup for the Lakers, and that is... So, Darvin Ham put out today, this is this has been the starting unit. It's been Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Nunn, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Damon Jones. He did not wow. say you're lying. I swear to God, I'm not. I will literally, I will yeah. literally, literally, yeah. I will literally text. Yeah, I'll text to you. Where's that? He announced it at practice today. I will literally text to you if I can find it. My homie sent it to me. That's that's yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah, that's literally what he said. Here you go. Put it in the chat right now. 
Literally what he said. And that's a, that is that is a lineup for disaster. That's 45. <laughs> that's 40 wins. That's 40 wins. That's 40 wins. God bless. That's 40. 40 wins. That's, that's nice. 40 wins. That's nice. That's you're a nice guy, Pab. I don't care what they say. You're you nice are guy. super sweet, Pab. I did not know, as a Chicago native, I did not know you were so dope to the Lakers because that's a lot of extra wins you just gave up. I can get 40. Exactly. 40? Exactly. 40 wins? 40. With that, about 40. A, Why? You're nice. You're nice, man, because I ain't giving them 40 wins. I'm I, not giving them 35 wins. No, I'm, they I'm, can't win 28 I'm, games. They can't win 28 games here. They can't win twenty games. They can win thirty games with that. With that, maybe thirty-four. No, I'm saying thirty. I'm not going to go. You, you, you giving them too much credit now, G. I'm saying thirty because here's the thing. First of all, Kendrick Nunn. How do we know he's going to be durable the entire season, along with Anthony Davis in that line? That is true. Number one. First off, well, how are we getting to those two? James ain't been durable as a Lakers. I'm I'm about to get to that point. Hold on. What I'm saying is. Number two, LeBron, when anybody goes out, it puts more stress and strain on LeBron, which more than likely he's going to get injured at some point. I'm not calling him out to be injured. I don't wish injury on anybody. But it's just been the fact the last two to three seasons. He's uh, he's never played 80-plus games in a season in the last two to three years. So because guys have been injured. And Westbrook is going to continue. I don't care what kind of new shot he's developed. He ain't going to do that in the game on a consistent <laughs> He He's developed a new shot every year. What's crazy is so what, Damian Jones. You're telling me they're going to win more than 30 games with that lineup? Can we can, will we act, can you put your house note on Kendrick Dunn being healthy 60% of the season? No. I don't. Hold up. Damian Jones. That's a terrible lineup. hasn't played 60 games his whole career. That's a, that's oh. a terrible lineup. D- Damian Jones, oh. the center. Oh, no. That, that, he, he actually plays a position. I'm sorry. I, that's why I didn't even mention. The better lineup, in partner. my personal opinion, would be let's say Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly. God bless. Pick up, like literally pick a wing. LeBron James at the four, Anthony Davis at the five. Okay. Okay. Here's a better question. Here's a better question. How many time? How many games does the Lakers win by the end of the year? I'm gonna go forty. Wait, you, wait, 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 40, wait, wait, wait. You mean wait? 40? You mean calendar win? You mean like calendar year, or you mean by like NBA, the, NBA season? NBA 40, season. Forty win. Tom, win. how many games, Tom? I'm gonna go forty-seven. Single. Woo! Yeah. DB is nice. He still believe in LeBron. No forty. No, I just think forty-seven put them somewhere around a six-seven seed, which is where I think they will probably wind up. Why would they win more games? What playing tournament team? This they only played two. Team. They only played twenty-two games total with Russ, LeBron, and eighty in the lineup. You know what their record was in those twenty-two games? I don't care. What? What? How? How good can you be if you've only played with somebody twenty-two games? So your your imagination is if Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman only played twenty-two games in the season, and you expected they, them to they be were great, better together. You would be foolish when when LeBron and Russell, yo, are... <laughs> hmm? yo, Mike, super hot. Oh shoot! I think I was leaning up on it too much. There you go. Uh, I so don't know they... about. I mean, I yeah, I just, I mean, that's just honestly what I believe. I just believe okay, they're gonna okay. land around forty-seven. All right, Pete. How many games do the Lakers win this year? Oh boy, forty-one. <laughs> Nick, where you at? Nick, thirty. I'm going to say because the lineup's going to change intermittently because of injury. I'm going to say at least 39 games. I think they're a play in team. Oh, so you with me? Yeah. And yeah, I am I'm going saying, to say. We talked about the lineup before. I'm saying that if the lineup changes, yeah. which is going to, I'm going to say 39 to around 40, and they're going to be a play in tournament team. And I'm going to say 34. Yeah. They can't win 34 games. They yeah. don't they actually make games. And they don't make the play in. They can't win 34 games. Yeah. There's no reason for them to win more games this year. Well, if LeBron gets hurt, then the whole catastrophe of LeBron and uh, Westbrook on the floor simultaneously becomes mitigated. So they, you know, that's a circular firing squad of an offense. They need yeah, somebody I mean, to get hurt to clear it up. I think, I think as long as LeBron and Russ are together, I think you get. What's weird is Russ. 
playing three and D next to LeBron stat wise is actually not bad looking on the stats. You know, you, you get somebody that's averaging 18 points, seven assists, seven rebounds, shooting 44%, you know, maybe 21% from three or something. So but the problem is you get a half of a guy. So there's no reason LeBron is a year older. Um, you're actually canceling Russ another year. You you have AD who may, I think he'll last 60 games. You know what I mean? I think you'll get 60 plus games out of him, but his, his real his real claim to fame is defense, and you don't have anything on the court that can defend. Damian Jones hasn't played 60 and 60 games his whole career. This just screams 34 games, Mr. Play-ins. Why would the fuck? You want to know something funny? Like what play, what move did we make to increase winning more than 32 games last year? You want to know some funny glasses? Patrick Beverly was like, yeah, my team been winning in practice. No wonder, because he ain't in the start lineup. They probably beat the start lineup ass. <laughs> <laughs> my homie got so mad because he like, glasses, you're a Laker fan. He said, but you're like pessimistic. And I'm like, no, I'm not pessimistic. I'm a Honest. really like I look at the facts. Last year we won 32 games. There is no reason to believe we're gonna win 36. Why? Well, like I said, well, but here's the thing: they can win 39 to 40 games, right? Because the lineups are gonna change. Plus, the, it's not about LeBron being healthy, it's about AD being healthy. AD, as I said last season, AD is the glue that keeps the thing going. Even if anybody goes down, because when he is healthy, he's a top five, top ten player. So if AD goes down, which well, more than likely, unfortunately, that's probably going to be the case, then that's good. Like I said earlier, it's going to put strain on LeBron. Westbrook, to me, is not your three and D. West, the three and D is Pat Barrett. Oh, God. I mean, either way, the fact that you have two guys under six foot three playing three and D when you have probably the six foot nine, one of the best wings ever, means you're not going to win more than 35 games. The fact that you're literally talking about two-point guards playing a slash game when you have a wing defender, a wing, like one of the best wings ever in LeBron James, and you got him playing where they should be playing, you know, LeBron, yeah. those guys into combo yeah. three and D guys is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Chicken wing. And you wonder why we, why we can't win for the game. Pat Bev shooting in the corner. Westbrook shooting in the corner. That's what we're doing, huh? Backside the, thing, of the thing with the legacy is even like last year, which I've been saying the whole year, is like I what I thought was gonna happen was LeBron was gonna be off ball more. They was gonna let Russ handle, let Russ do his thing, let Russ crash. It would also take stress off LeBron's body. But then when they came into the season, for instance, even like again, again, like the play against fucking Memphis. Um, I've said this a couple times. I play against Memphis when I think it was Russ was in the corner and like Malik Monk didn't pass him the ball, but they had Russ inbounding the ball in the first place. So the only place he could go to was the corner. Nigga, LeBron, take the fucking ball out. If you you could actually shoot the ball, you actually on the lowest of keys might be the best shooter on the team. You should be in the corner. What's crazy is we're not going to do what we did last year in Hoops and Brew when I told y'all how this was going to play out. We're not even gonna waste our time imagining what could be. We're gonna focus on what we know is gonna happen. Can we all agree on it? So we all disagree on how many games. Some of y'all think they play in. Pavy TP think they they six rounds, six seed. Pete is saying how many games. So I'm the low man on the totem pole. So let me ask you this question. So then that means do we all agree that the Lakers' whole focus is not making the playoffs with this lineup at that point, and is more about Having LeBron pass magic and Kareem more. Yes. Can we all agree on that? Yes, the season's about LeBron passing yeah. Kareem. Selling tickets. It's all about passing Kareem. Yeah, it's, it's, it's LeBron. It's the United States of LeBron James and them. That's what it's the about. Laymakers. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with the team. I told, like I told you, I told you, glasses. They done winning championships for the next five to six years. They done. It's five to six years strong. It might be the next decade. You mean championship? It, it's, it's way longer than it a might decade. Be Twenty years. Yeah, it'd be a long time because we. We we done for the playoffs for the next two three years. There's no reason for to make the playoffs for the next two three years. Like while I agree with you that AD is the glue of the team, the problem is he still plays around LeBron. The, the offense and the defense is not the defense goes to him to some degree, but the offense doesn't. 
So where LeBron wants to play at is going to determine where AD plays at. That's why the team is not built around AD. When AD, when LeBron decides to drive, AD has to go into an inefficient position on the court to allow LeBron to do what he does. And because LeBron is chasing Michael Jordan's, I mean, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record, not chasing, it's actually within the queue of things that's going to happen. They're going to put LeBron in the best position to score the ball. I mean, he was at one time, you know, one of the greatest players, you know, in, in, in the game today. I mean, so they're going to play to that strength. And that's why it would never be on AD being healthy because even with AD, actually, there's no way for AD to even stay healthy. We're making him roll 20 feet away from the basket to the cup. And he's trying to have uh, an efficient game because AD is built around efficiency. So long as we're playing LeBron at the one, we're almost guaranteeing there's no reason for AD to be healthy. We're almost guaranteeing it because you you saying he's 20, 20 feet out. We can't allow Anthony Davis to shoot 20-footers all day, so he's going to have to pump fake and drive around and roll the cup. That puts him in danger, his health. He's using his legs too much. So the narrative of AD being healthy, we're not playing to his strength to keep him healthy. Because we're playing to LeBron James' strength of literally – you know, whatever that was at that time. Or maybe today it's about, again, making sure he passes three modules of the Lakers, um, getting into the top five, you know, you know, passing Magic Johnson as a Laker. Those become the primary goals. Look at the lineup. We didn't get a lineup that caters to AP strength. We didn't get a bunch of great defenders and guys to defend their ass off. I mean, we got a bunch of guys that can put on a Laker jersey. They fit the jersey. They look like NBA athletes. They come out there, parade themselves around just long enough for LeBron to pass Kareem and for him to pass Magic Johnson. But I'll be honest, and this may be the harshest thing that I've ever said in my life. I hope it doesn't happen. You hope what doesn't happen? That is by I hope he far, doesn't pass either one of them. That is by far not the harshest thing you've ever said. This is by far the harshest thing. That's by far nowhere so you near hope, close to the okay, harshest like, thing what, you've ever said in your like, life. Do you understand what would have to happen for him not to pass him? Whatever would have to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever <laughs> would have to happen. That might be the shittiest thing. And, and I've never wished anything but greatness for men. But as a Laker fan... It is so hard for me to watch my squad sacrifice Why everything that, it was for one player's goal to accomplish something. And and don't get me wrong, I'm sure the Lakers have value by him that 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 top position being filled by a Laker. They just did the same thing with Kobe for years they, ago. Facts. They did the same thing with Kobe. Those last thing. those last couple Kobe years were all about Brady about, Kobe around. It was back pay from earlier in his career. That's yeah, nonsense. It was, it was I'm okay with about that. Brady Kobe. You know Funny Pete. I actually agree it is back pay. And as a fan, it and is back nonsense. pay. We owe Kobe all of that. Kobe Laker. He won a five championship. Did, did, did he volunteer those first years or was or was he he's paid, paid handsomely? A king's okay. a king's Well, ransom. he he was paid he was paid for putting butts in seats. That's what he was paid for. And we paid him, and we paid him, and he still put butts in seats his last four years. And LeBron will put butts in seats because he's putting L.A. butts in L.A. seats, and that's what L.A. butts like. I'm I'm not disagreeing. I totally understand the business. As I get older, I understand the business of basketball. Jeannie Buss takes the most criticism, but as a business owner, she is doing a fantastic job. The Lakers last year didn't make the damn play-ins, and we have the second amount we have the second most amount of TV games. We're on TV all the time. Jeannie Buss is doing so. If, if, if whoever got what they said about Jeannie Buss, yeah, if you, if, she, if you, man, she's not her dad and the level of competitiveness and putting butts in seats. But when it comes to getting that money, Jeannie Buss is killer. And that's well, all the business of basketball is, is making that coin. Well, let's also say Tim Harris is on that staff as well. Because Tim Harris is the one that negotiates the team TV deals and to make sure the team gets on television with these, with these national cable broadcasts. Shout out to so, Tim. Man, the there he is. In addition, so in addition to that, but getting back to my man's point, most fans look at, yeah, they appreciate LeBron because he's a Laker, but it's not the same revere and it's not the same love as, as Kobe Bryant. No. And that's the, of course and not. That's the, why Kobe Bryant 
scared and treated the way he was treated by the organization because he put the butts in seats because we watched Kobe Bryant grow up before our eyes. He played so, his, entire, his entire career with one franchise. Kobe, was, Kobe came into the league the year before I was graduating high school. I grew up with Kobe. Kobe, yeah. That's my guy. Like, like, I really feel like I know Kobe. When Kobe died, I almost cried. I Like, I really know this nigga. Like, my feelings was genuinely hurt. I was like, holy shit, it fucked my day up. I don't know this nigga. That's how close the relationship bond is between me and Kobe. Like, can, Kobe. Can, Kobe. Can you promise me that we'll do an episode in the future examining the um the emotional attachment that people have to the loss of celebrities that they've never met before? Because I am fascinated with that because I have none of that in me. None. Yeah, oh, yes, there's a few guys. I cried when Magic announced he had HIV. I was 10. I cried tears. That might have been the third hardest time I've cried in my life. Like, my mother dying is number one. I cried for a month. She gave birth to me. Right. The second time I cried, I remember, is when I is what was the second time I cried? Like I cried. I mean, I've obviously cried, but I'm telling you, crying hard. You know, when you really cry, like my mom, I, I cried every day for a month. It took me three months to cry when my mom died. But I cried every day for a month. The second thing that I'm thinking of is when my grandma died. Oh. I cried for two days. When Magic, when Magic announced he had HIV, I cried for an hour. I went and laid down in my bed and cried. My nigga is about to die. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was, no, I'm not lying. I know it's funny, but this is the truth. Like, I literally cried, dog. When Magic cried, cried. My mom, my mom, my mom is a is a she rest her soul. She was a registered nurse and she did home care for terminally ill patients. So I was meeting people in the eighties, gay rich men with AIDS in the eighties. When when I'm talking about real AIDS, not the new AIDS, real AIDS. When you used to get these silver dollar sores all over your body, the syndrome, you, not the virus. Yeah, not this weird shit. You know what I mean, this punk AIDS, this new AIDS ain't shit. Like what's I dormant was, HIV? But I'm talking about even the real AIDS now ain't like it used to be. Niggas have AIDS. You don't know niggas got AIDS. Billy Porter be acting the movie. He got AIDS. This nigga walking around this motherfucker with suit dresses on right now doing backflips. <laughs> Not that AIDS. I'm talking about the real deal AIDS. Old school. You found out when EZ had AIDS, that nigga <laughs> died the next day. They announced easy yeah. at AIDS. That nigga was dead in a week. Yeah, none of this Omicron AIDS. The the, the real shit. No, the real. This no, ain't no, a joke about. Delta variant <laughs> AIDS. This is the real. <laughs> this is nothing to joke about. I'm serious. I'm talking about real AIDS. And you got to remember, when at that time I'm 10, AIDS was just knocking motherfuckers down. You were like, holy shit, AIDS was a death sentence. And magic announced it and my mom would look at me and I start crying and she tried to console me and I was in my bed just crying like my nigga about to die man you feel me third hardest I've ever cried I cried for an hour man and I remember magic having a thing it was at the it was at the uh the Crenshaw mall right and it was right when that song, The Best Things in Life or Free. And my mom brought me off there. And Magic came to talk to everybody. He had like a thing. I don't know what it was for. Yeah, I was too young to know what it was for. But my mom knew how much I love Magic. I had every Magic jersey, Magic shoe. It's Magic Johnson. This is Los Angeles. So she takes me there. She has to work in the area in one of those rich people houses over there, you know, in Windsor. So she drops me off. And I'm right there. And Magic is right there. He's like, don't worry about it. They told me I couldn't beat the Celtics. I'm going to beat this too. And that day restored faith. That one day. And guess what? Motherfucking 30 years later, guess who posing for Laker pictures? <laughs> That's why I laugh when niggas tell me Michael Jordan is better than Magic Johnson. 
Michael Jordan couldn't beat the Pistons. My nigga beat AIDS. But he beat the Lakers, too. Anything. The sunscreen <laughs> in the dog has once in a while. Just like, he beat the Lakers in <laughs> the sunscreen in the dog has every now. He lucky my nigga. He lucky my nigga got HIV. Because my nigga would have bounced back and put tips on him because that's what we do. But you know what? No, he wouldn't have, but I feel The difference is when that nigga didn't do nothing to the nigga that did the shit to his daddy, my nigga beat AIDS. That shit should count for three rings. My nigga technically got eight rings. Gee, did you just say that he didn't do nothing to the nigga that killed his daddy and Magic Johnson beat AIDS? He knocked off my daddy. I got some for him. How rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Do something to do, boy, if you want. I'm going to show you first hand how we get down, nigga. And fuck jail and fuck money. Do something to do, boy. My nigga beat A's. That shit should count for three rings, my nigga. Only in your head. Magic got eight rings. Niggas couldn't even beat A's in the early 90s. Of course, Magic is the nigga that beat A's because niggas couldn't beat the Celtics. Niggas couldn't beat all this. Niggas can't win championships as rookies. Of course, there's a nigga who can't win championships as rookies beat A's because he won a championship as a rookie. That is Laker pedigree. That is the standard of life I grew up with. Championship shit, man. Championship shit. I'm not no Sorry. motherfucking Nick. My nigga be almost. And we don't celebrate accomplishments, nigga. If it don't go in the grand scheme of winning, that's Magic just, Johnson be a could beat the Pistons. One of the greatest quotes of all time, by the way. That's one of the greatest quotes of all time. I mean, how many rings should A B Nades count for? You got A's in ninety, and you beat it. Man, that should count for five rings. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. My nigga right now giving niggas buckets at 24. Donating blood and shit. <laughs> oh Raise your hand if you would accept a blood shit. infusion or transfusion from Magic Johnson. I'd accept right now that championship blood. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he got in his blood, whatever he got in Ball bullshit to a side. Whatever run through his veins is championship shit. Ask Larry Bird. Oh, man. As AIDS. Oh, my God. <laughs> As AIDS, nigga. If you could talk to HIV and AIDS right now, they'd be like, man, that nigga magic. I thought I had him, but he came back, gave me 30 in the fourth. <laughs> my nigga alive 30 years, nigga. It wasn't all these fancy AIDS medicines like it is now. HIV medicine, all these new Trevantes and and susceptibles and all these crazy medicines where you could you you won't even know it's you you got is undetectable. My nigga Magic beat the real AIDS, like he beat the real Celtics. The man said he gave AIDS thirty in the fourth quarter. AIDS caught it was up. Are we finally gonna beat Magic? We finally gonna beat Magic. My nigga put oh, my nigga wow. gave AIDS my nigga gave AIDS fifty six nineteen and twelve assists at seventy percent field goal percentage, seven steals. In the finals, my nigga probably gonna outlive me. <laughs> <laughs> would anybody be surprised if Magic lived to be 123? I would not be shocked if Magic lived to be 123. I would not be shocked, bro. I would not be shocked. Like, see, how the fuck this nigga Magic? See, this nigga Magic outlived Bill Russell. That's crazy when you think about it. Magic outlived Bill Russell, bro. Magic outlived Bill Russell. Don't even be looking like he get the cold no more. He don't even get a cold. That's because he's because he can't get a cold because he has AIDS. <laughs> I don't know, man. My if you give me real. like ten horse pills of uh, what do you call it? Of like immune defense cocktails every day for thirty my years, I ain't catching a cold either. Man, my nigga is a champion, Pete. He ain't Arthur Ashe and all that, man. That nigga's a champion. Shout out to Arthur Ashe. Rest his soul. But man, Magic is another. So you say all this to say that LeBron is nothing like Magic. I, that's not fair. Of course not. But that's not fair. LeBron James is LeBron James. I'm happy for all his success. I just don't. You don't like sound it. like it. Well, it's because it's like at the at the fucking. You know what? At times it's contrived and it's at the expense of winning. It's at the expense of winning. It seems like Magic Johnson beat AIDS and proverbially speaking, LeBron James gave the Lakers AIDS. Low key. It's been pretty bad. 
Pretty bad. It's pretty he's, bad. He's kind of gonna leave that girl with an STD on his way out. It's pretty bad. All, all I'm saying, all I'm saying is I understand the Lakers have to do business. Like I get it. If I own the Lakers, a genie would be the person I would hire. She's making the right decisions to make the money. You know, I, I'm spoiled by I'm spoiled by Jerry Bus. I'm spoiled by her daddy, who was and she's trying, you know, she's trying to win and she's you know trying to do business. But it's a tough foul. So I totally understand as a Laker fan why we have to bring LeBron James back. I totally get it. But we do have to come into a place to where we stop being ridiculous. 47 games, 40. It's over. It's over, bro. There's, there's, it's not about personnel at this point. It's the core. You can't add random assortment guys and win 15 games. You're not injuries away from winning 15 more games. We're, we wasn't winning games when they was on the court, which is the biggest problem. It's not an issue. These niggas been playing since the turn of the fucking decade down there. For sure, since the turn of, of the fucking decade. All of them been playing forever. They don't need to play a thousand games with that much talent to win fucking more games than they won. They just don't work well together. The you Lakers, know what they need? They need Marcus Smart. I bet you they win. Marcus Smart will help. I bet you they Marcus win. Smart will help. Marcus Smart will help a lot. Right now. Marcus Smart will help a whole I bet lot. You if we could trade so Marcus Smart right now with Anthony Davis, we'll win fucking 50 games. Marcus Smart will help. Marcus Smart will help. Marcus Smart will help. One That's nigga. It. And shout out to my nigga Russ, because Russ is fantastic, but we just got a bad offense. All offense been bad since LeBron James put on a Laker jersey and before that. So at that point, hell yeah, I bet you right now, if we tag Marcus Smart, we'd be in the fucking playoffs. Right fucking now. Right now. I bet you if you called the Celtics, I'll trade you Russell Westbrook for Marcus Smart, they'd be like, huh? Hell no. <laughs> Who? They wouldn't even say nothing. They say, uh, we got uh, uh we we have Russell Westbrook for Marcus. Ooh. <laughs> That's how great Marcus Smart is. Marcus Smart is not going to Marcus Smart is not going to be a Hall of Famer. He won't. I think the only team taking I mean, Russell I don't know. Does he win like another defensive player of the year? He's not gonna be a Hall of Famer, bro. If he win another I, defensive player of the year, he might he's not gonna be a Hall of Famer. Russell Westbrook is a first. Ballot. Soon as they put Russell Westbrook name on the ballot, he's getting all of fame. Yes, yes. Soon as they put his name, and he's not that. He's not removed from his prime. Just we're using a quarter of Russell Westbrook, half of him. We're not allowing him to be the best version of himself. That's the point I was trying to make. Um, but so I'm gonna make sure we had this episode. So I said 34. Pete, you said how many? I just split it even. 541. 40, 40. Whew. Pavy said 40. Tom said 47. And Nick said 39. I'm going to win. So it's like the price is right. Price is yeah. always right. You have no Except chance. No chance. <laughs> My man. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes 
with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cosy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 